Here's my take. It's perhaps fitting that the line that best describes U.S. foreign policy toward the Middle East over the last 15 years comes from The Godfather. In the third movie, the aging Michael Corleone has been trying to distance himself from his old mafia businesses and ties. But inevitably, crises flare up that demand his attention. He cries, Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. President Biden might be thinking just that as he responded militarily to the recent attack on U.S. forces that claimed the lives of three American soldiers in Jordan. Ever since George W. Bush's second term, American administrations have been seeking to reduce their exposure to the Middle East. The argument makes logical sense. The U.S. imports only a tiny amount of oil from the region. Its efforts at regime change and reform in Iraq backfired spectacularly. The most important challenges to the American-led international order come from Russia in Europe and China in Asia. The Middle East is a sideshow. But crises come not at times and places of your choosing. And the withdrawal of American power has itself set in play a series of moves that are now shaping the region. As Washington has lost interest in the Middle East, anti-American militias have been gaining strength and influence from the Houthis to Hezbollah, to Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella group that is believed to be responsible for the attack that killed the American soldiers in Jordan. Iran is allied to all these groups, which helps it preserve its influence and weight in the region. Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza has provided an ideal opportunity for these forces because they can claim to be protesting Israel's actions and thus assert themselves demonstrate their might and gain legitimacy. Ironically, the Biden administration, which has been working hard to prevent these militia attacks from turning into something bigger, now needs to decide whether its own retaliation might cause an escalation of hostilities. Biden is under pressure at home from Republicans who will accuse him of looking weak. Senators like Lindsey Graham have been urging him to hit Iran to preserve America's credibility. The Biden response seems to have been careful and measured. A larger attack would be a mistake. These militias thrive on conflict with established armies. The Houthis endured nearly a decade of massive Saudi bombardment and came out largely unscathed. As Henry Kissinger noted in a foreign affairs essay on Vietnam, mere weeks before becoming Nixon's national security advisor, there is a simple rule. The guerrilla wins if he does not lose. The conventional army loses if it does not win. The tragedy of American foreign policy is that having seen the dilemma so clearly, once Kissinger entered government, he got seduced by the need to preserve the U.S.'s credibility and pressured not to look weak. So he supported massive military action against the North Vietnamese forces, which failed. The North won in Vietnam by not losing and America lost by not winning. Iran's proxies are trying to stir up as much chaos as possible to force the U.S. and Israel into large-scale strategic blunders, not to mention to spoil a possible normalization of relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia. The attacks by Islamic resistance in Iraq on U.S. forces have a specific goal, pressure the government of Iraq to expel U.S. forces stationed in that country. The group's militias are the very ones that support the current Shia-dominated government in Baghdad. 
In a battle between Washington and these militias, the Baghdad government would have to side with those groups that sustain it in power. That would then complete the takeover of Iraq by Iran, symbolized by the expulsion of American troops. And it would further the larger Iranian goal of unraveling the U.S.-built security system in the Persian Gulf. The Biden administration had to respond to these attacks on U.S. troops, but it chose a limited response and should take care not to get into a tit-for-tat with the militias. The Iranians have signaled in several different ways that they are not looking to escalate either. The most effective response to this broader Iran-backed push against American interests in the region would be to show not that Washington can escalate militarily, which of course it can do, but that it can de-escalate politically, meaning that it can use the crisis in Gaza to create conditions for longer-term stability. And that means working to create conditions for Israeli security and Palestinian aspirations for a state, which would then make it much easier not just for Saudi, but broader Arab-Israeli reconciliation. That kind of political and diplomatic response would not appease the Warhawks in Washington, but it would be the most effective counter to America's foes. As Michael Corleone says in the same movie, never hate your enemies, it affects your judgment. <laughs>